Welcome back to Through the Rift. I'm Kira and I'm here with Claire. Hi everyone, long time no see. Yep, and Claire is here because she loves cooking and we're talking yeah, about cooking I today. I really do. I would say I love cooking. I just don't do much of the activity. <laughs> so Claire, just tell us about what you do, what you cook, how often. So I cook, I would say pretty often, almost depending on like who is in the house, pretty much daily. So usually when I come home from school, my parents come home much later than me and my brother. So I'm usually the one making dinner. And it's like, I think I made dinner for majority of the school year due to just like convenience wise, also for my parents. So I just tend to look at what's in the fridge, take things out and make dinner. That's pretty much it. Yeah. That's versatility. Whatever's in the fridge you can use. Exactly. You gotta get creative sometimes. Yeah. For me, right now, nowadays it's my dad. He works at home so he can cook a lot and I can kind of fill in whenever, but usually I don't cook my own meals. Mm -hmm. But yeah, sometimes I've made like Korean tteokbokki because I love those rice cakes or even like the Chinese way of cooking it. Obviously fried rice, like come on. That's product classic. It's Can't a staple, right? Um, hopefully, people start with eggs. They can make eggs. eggs make, right? Yeah. Easy. Crack the egg pan with some a little oil. Flip it over if you're doing over easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, when did you start cooking? So, um, I started cooking when I was pretty young. In terms of like, I always liked helping out in the kitchen. Um. When my entire family was sick this one time, I remember I was like five or like four, I had to make, I think, soup for the family. And so there's pictures of me when I was like four or five, just in the kitchen making soup. And my dad obviously helped me with like the fire and stuff. But I think my mom always allowed me to get that experience. Like when my mom was cooking, I would be on the side using colored pencils as like ingredients. So I started pretty young. Well, willingly. Nobody forced me. Willingly. So that's that's how old? Yeah. So um if I'm not sure when exactly, but I know okay. that's my mom. I started really young. Really young. Okay. Yeah. I think for me, later elementary school, fourth grade, I would do more. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that I was mostly introduced to cooking, I was introduced to great, you know, foods and eating different types of dishes by just eating my family's food, going to restaurants when I was really young. But for the actual cooking process, it was through watching a lot of cooking shows on YouTube, mostly, Uh right? And Netflix. I would love just so much. Bobby Flay, Alton Brown, uh, on Iron Chef and things like, oh, of course, Kitchen Nightmares. That's that's a little PG thirteen sometimes. Yeah, right? but like I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, um, just a lot. America's Worst Cooks, I believe it was called. Oh, I've or seen this might be more baking, yeah. like the British baking show. The uh, isn't it like British Bake Off or something like that? Some, the Great British Great British Bake Off. Yeah. yeah. So I would watch a lot of that. 
Uh, that's probably 90% of my screen time. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot through that, honestly, just watching it. And I know a lot of people, they watch cooking shows. They don't necessarily cook themselves, but it at least hopefully gives a lot of the audience confidence in the kitchen, mm -hmm. just so that they don't always feel like they're doing it wrong. And I think at some point, when you first start, you're probably looking at the recipe every 10 seconds. You're making sure if you're cutting something right. Um, but I think the real joy in the kitchen comes when you start developing a sense in the kitchen, right? And confidence that you can do it this way. You can kind of, you don't have to put every brain cell to a specific little action. You can taste as you go, taste test as you go. And it becomes fun then. Yeah, I totally agree with that statement. I personally don't use recipes when I cook because like it's not because I don't like recipes. It's because I feel like it's such a hassle, like back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Unless if it's like new recipes, like a new pasta dish or it's like, say, a new vegetable soup or something like that. I usually wouldn't use a recipe. Asian, so my parents, we have the Asian style of cooking. We don't measure anything. Yeah. We just it and you make it which I, I feel like as I grown up I get used to how my parents cook so I'm able to like copy the way they cook so I don't need a recipe yet sometime so I agree with you with the fact of like when you're finally independently cooking by yourself you get kind of like yourself for being able to do make a recipe simply just by yourself I know my mom like whenever also it's like whenever you receive compliments from people it's like the best thing I know my mom and like my dad occasionally would be like, your cooking is like almost flawless. Like we can't mm -hmm. tell the difference between yours and mine. And that really makes my day. So, yeah. Oh, they established themselves as the the standard. Yeah, the standard. We're just like, your, my mom keeps saying, she's like, your cooking is almost like, I can't even tell the difference between mine and yours. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's very nice. I also think that kids should start in the kitchen pretty early in terms of like don't obviously don't force your kid to cook if they don't want to cook they don't have to cook but i feel like if kids are curious in terms of like want wanting to cook wanting to learn how to cook you shouldn't deny them that just because you're scared of them getting hurt like yeah. i know a lot of my friends um when i talk to them they are very against their child working in the kitchen like you're gonna burn yourself you're gonna cut yourself you're gonna do all the, all the things to the point where they don't know how to like move in a kitchen and parents at the end end up saying oh why don't you know how to cook why don't you know how to do this why don't you know how to cut and it's just like but you never taught them at a young age right so and if you don't have experience exactly. you're more likely to get hurt exactly. and to not be safe you're more likely to get burned i think kids should at least observe yes. the cooking if they're really young uh, and if they're not capable of cooking because it allows people to make sure they don't take their food for granted. They know what goes into it. And it's actually just an interesting process too. It's nice to see. And kind of, it can step into nutrition. If they know mm -hmm. the foods that they love to eat have so much sugar or they, it has so much sodium, mm -hmm. like, wow, you keep shaking that salt <laughs> into the pot, whatever <laughs> it is. Like you... And they end up tasting exactly what you said. They end up tasting their food and they yeah. know that, oh, this is not good. 
And I believe it's also like very commonly said, if you make your own food, you feel like it tastes better because of like the effort you have put in. So letting kids work in the kitchen, yes, make sure they're safe, but also it's very important that they have experience. And I think you also mentioned health benefits, which also there's been multiple studies that show cooking is like 10 times better than eating out or like eating fast food because you know what goes in your food, you know how much to put. So definitely there are multiple benefits to cooking. And I also think that it also helps like bond, you know, with your family members. Personally, for me, when I was little, my mom would always cook with me in the kitchen. And although she might not let me do certain things, it always felt nice to like work with her. Yeah. Bonding for both the chef Mm -hmm. and for the people eating it. It's all an all around great experience for family, friends, taste what you really just created out of separate ingredients. And so in both ways, like both regards to health and in bonding, I think it actually provides people just great empowerment, knowing that you can actually create things with a couple simple chops, um, some brushes with egg, whatever it is, some searing, and you create like a great dish that you can at least call healthy, maybe, maybe not. Or you can, you know, just have fun with your family. And like, especially with cooking, um, I feel like cooking also has very interesting like history, like background to it. Been, you know, a thing since the beginning of time where humans would cook their food. So I feel like just like also sometimes I tend to watch a lot of like YouTube videos on like cooking and especially like um, pickle cooking recipes, for example, one of my favorite YouTube channels are is called Tasting History with Max Miller. If you don't know that channel, you check it out. He basically goes through the history of like certain events and describes the food that was included. And I binged all his videos, especially the ones um, when he kept making them, that the courses on that were served on Titanic and they it was very cool because he goes through the process of how he find those recipes and like how different classes had different like they would eat and foods they could choose so yeah so can you tell us the difference or differences that the classes faced uh things very almost a little bit obvious in terms of like the higher class obviously had more of a food selection the middle class had a couple it wasn't like too shabby it was like pretty decent and you would think the lower class had no menu to choose from but instead they did have a menu to choose from it was just more limited so for the middle class it was a simple like breakfast maybe like one or two items and then they would have breakfast lunch and dinner so the good thing about titanic was Although, yeah, sadly, you know, Titanic sunk, but they always made sure that regardless our guests had quality food. So I'm not exactly sure the amount of food that was on Titanic, but it was a huge amount. For the upper class, I believe they had like mutton or like some kind of, I'm not, I forgot, but they, they had a dinner, um, a breakfast course. Mm-hmm. And then between breakfast and lunch, they would have tea time. And then tea time, they would have like small snacks and like fruits. 
and then they would have lunch and the lunch was a huge array of food and then dinner was like the main major course of like a lot of foods and I believe the middle class had a fewer options but they were definitely pretty up there like they had fresh fruits um and they I'm pretty sure I'm not sure the middle class had tea time I'm pretty sure they did and the lower class was more of like gruel for like morning breakfast and like lunch would be like a simple I'm not exact I forgot but it was something along the lines yeah yeah. basically it's just a little bubble of what society is right that goes into the food inequality that people face so we talk about cooking how great it is and in a lot of ways I think it's great for classes because they don't have to go out as much and spend a lot restaurants cost a lot just the dishes cost a lot for oversized portions and of course tip that we have to pay but in a lot of ways cooking takes time it takes some effort to some degree right and people are not always afforded that and not only that it takes ideally quality ingredients yeah so sometimes people just don't have that right you can see um a lot of the healthier options obviously they're priced more Mm -hmm. but it just makes it less accessible Mm -hmm. and grocery stores are in certain areas where they would profit off of money that would probably be coming from people from higher classes Mm -hmm. so it's an issue right but yeah we just obviously want to encourage um less eating processed foods Uh because although they're cheap and convenient they can you know lower your lifespan and decrease your quality of life with later health concerns so we love cooking but there are obviously limitations yeah what you did there you brought up uh, you brought up food deserts is a major topic right yeah i think especially with cooking you don't always need to use quality ingredients in terms of like it doesn't have to be organic it doesn't have to be non-gmo i feel like organic and non-gmo are usually i'm not sure but like wasn't there a study done that there's not much difference between organic food and non-organic I just know, I don't know exactly the differences in health, but a lot of the times you can see now um, people that are being more health conscious, everything, ingredients, snack bars, it's become a marketing ploy to label it as healthy. And I'm not saying those are not necessarily healthier, but it's just people will eat horrible things that don't taste good just because it has healthy and it looks great on the package. So it's something that marketers definitely use to draw people in. Mm-hmm. And I totally agree with that. Um, like you need a ingredients to cook. I feel like that's also the beauty of cooking. You get to decide what ingredients you want to put in. And you also don't need to spend hours deciding on a recipe, whatever it is. We'll talk about our favorite recipes, any recipes we know. But that's kind of the difference to me uh, with Ging because cooking is some people and i think i said this in the upper other episode um is an art baking is a science a lot of the times with baking you have the different ratios that need to be exact the flour salt sugar baking powder baking soda all these different things otherwise it won't rise in the oven or it won't do what it's supposed to do um whereas cooking 
you have an eye on it for the most part sometimes it's in the oven things like that but you have an eye on it you can taste test a lot you can taste test the sauce you can taste test different things at different stages so you have more control you know add just a little bit here and there of whatever it is you need to add so don't don't think too much yeah um this is contrary to like my love of science i yes baking is obviously a science but i feel like when it comes to cooking i get more freedom i think that's the main reason why i like it so much because with baking if you put too much of something if you put too less of something it wouldn't turn out properly i finally figured out why all my baking fails are a fail last episode where we did a baking it was because i kept using too little of sugar because my mom whenever i bake she's like add less sugar don't add that much sugar and so I don't add that much sugar. Like if it would be like a cup, I would be like half a cup, you know, I'll cut it by half. And it would really affect the way like my cupcakes or my cakes would rise. Uh, so figure that out. And so I end up thinking, I prefer cooking more. I get to control things more. Like, With whatever you have in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to just talk about any favorite recipes and we'll just link them in the description. So some of my favorite recipes would, so all my recipes are Asian recipes because I don't really do a lot of like other recipes. It's called tomato and egg. It's, oh yeah. It's called like and it's like, if you translate it, it's like stir fried tomato and egg. You see that often on like the- There's no way you need a recipe for that. You don't need a recipe for that, but it's- oh, you're just saying that's your- <laughs> it's my favorite recipe at the same time because it's like it's so easy to do and if you know how to make it pop that is like great just right off the bat how you make it is you put a little bit of oil and you like wait for it to get really hot and then you put the eggs in and then you wait for it to puff up and then you take it out and you put the tomatoes in and then you like cover it with the lid so it doesn't like splatter everywhere and then you put the eggs in with the tomatoes when you see the tomatoes have softened and then you add salt and then you add green onions. Green onions are the key to like mm-hmm. tomato and eggs. It's key to a lot of dishes. Key to a lot of dishes. You would be a nice garden. You can add it to anything. Exactly. Yeah, I remember eating the tomato and egg in nursery school, like liked it. So what I just remembered is I've made a couple of pizzas and that I feel is almost a cross between baking and cooking. It's not baking, but I would make the same dough, not the same dough, but it's the same general concepts in making the dough for the pizza. Mm -hmm. And then I would either put it in the oven. I've tried also the grill. So I've experimented a little bit in a sheet pan and then I ended up because I made so many and in the grill, I wouldn't add anything. Sometimes it would fall into the actual fire a little bit. So I invested in the pizza stone or pizza steel. And it's something that it's basically a sheet of metal or a big slab of it rather than a sheet. And then you would preheat it in the oven for a very long amount of time. Sometimes 50 minutes, so it can get really, really hot because in the pizzeria 
for the restaurants, they have these in the wood oven at sometimes 800 degrees. So your home oven can't go that high or to 900, 1000 degrees. So they have that preheating, but you can come out with great pizzas. So I love that. Anything else you like to make, Claire? I already, I don't think I've ever expressed my love for tomato dishes. <laughs> I know a lot of friends really dislike tomatoes, which I all I have to say to that is you guys have not properly eaten tomatoes to the full glory. But any recipe with tomatoes is a guaranteed hit with me because I'm just going to express my love for tomatoes. My opinion is tomatoes are universal. You can put them in beef dishes, like meat dishes, put them with like sugar, um, put them with eggs. You can put them with eggplants, actually. You can put them with so much stuff. You can put them in like noodles as well. Ramen, like tomatoes, let me tell you, if you, if you hate tomatoes, I hate you. Like I don't, oh don't my God. I can't, you can eat tomatoes raw. Like, you can take a raw tomato and just bite into it. You're going to be fine. It's really not that disgusting. She's really selling this. Tomatoes. Everyone go buy tomatoes right now. Go buy a tomato and go search up tomato dishes. Sugar tomatoes. I don't know if you guys ever tried this before. Take, Take, like, two tomatoes, chop them, like, quarter them, and then put them in a glass bowl and take granulated sugar and just sprinkle, like, two spoonfuls of that baby in there and just shake it up and wait two hours and come back and tell me that doesn't taste good. Oh, really? Just tomato and sugar? Yes, tomatoes and sugar. It is the most simple thing. And you could drink the, so like once the tomatoes, there's like residue, like water left. You could drink that and it tastes sweet and it's amazing. Oh my gosh. Sugar water, sugar, tomato juice. Sugar, tomato, water. It sounds disgusting, but it's so good. Watery ketchup. <laughs> Not ketchup. Don't say it's ketchup. It's cure. It's not ketchup. <laughs> I would consider that the, the weird side. It's not weird. It's really not weird. Okay, I don't know. The, okay, maybe unconventional side of food, cooking. That's that. I think that's that's pretty much our take on cooking, on food. Yeah, yeah we highly encourage it. Try it out. Buy and Please buy tomatoes. Tomatoes. Claire wants you to buy tomatoes. And hopefully you can find that you can make a couple dishes, be good at it, make some bomb food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love yourself. Because here is the last word of advice for cooking. If you're just starting out to cook, please don't feel like you can't cook. I know so many of my friends, whenever they start to cook, they're like, oh, I can't cook. I suck at cooking. No, you don't. You've never cooked before. <laughs> don't know that. So like cooking is universal. You can suck at it. You can be good at it. What matters is the experience. So please don't feel like you can't cook. If you cut yourself by accident, if you burn yourself, you're not a failure. You're going to be okay. You just, you just need more experience. It's fine. So yeah. Yeah. Injuries happen, but be careful. And that's that. So see you next time. Bye. Bye.